Today on this truncated Koshcast, we pore over the remains of the Champions League final, deplore Sergio Ramos, Ronaldo screams vamos, and Buffon deals with yet another loss. We also bring you Old England in a Tony Adams-laden moo-moo of the week, and New England as we look back at Toronto FC's away defeat. But best, we did this all in the company of the Canadian Premier League's first employee, Paul Byrne, who chimes in once in a while and whom we'd love to have return. Enjoy. So welcome to another episode of the Koshcast. You're listening to Bernie, not the English accent of Alex. So I'll start with Alex. Alex, how are you doing? I'm well. Listeners will be disappointed that you started, but you know, it's fine. Wow. (laughs) You self-obsessed. Anyway, Rache, how are you doing? Doing well. Great. As always. That's all you got? Well, the the unconventional start, like, you know. What can I say? Great. So, no one likes me. Paul, Paul Byrne. um, I like you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's because he doesn't know you. That's all. Let's leave it at that, guys. Wow. (laughs) So, anyway. So, we're gathered here to talk about... Apparently talking about me. This is what it seems. No, no, no. But you are not the Champions League League final. The League of Champions. We're here to talk about the Champions League final. Absolutely. Before you go there, Mm. I'd like to make a comment about the Moomoo thing. Yes. Yes. So, when one is listening to this podcast on earbuds, mm-hmm. the ambient noise in the room <laughs> causes the voices to be kind of in the background, and then the Moo Moo guy comes on, mm-hmm. and it's like a child molester is in your head. <laughs> Boom. Mm. It is remarkable, and it is scary, and <laughs> and I nearly cried on the subway. Would you, would you write that on an iTunes review? Because I think that might get us some attention. <laughs> that'll boost our reviews. What is the source of the Mumu guy? What is that? So, it's um, he's a Nigerian artist. So, Mumu is a Nigerian phrase. Will you send me the link to this? I will send it to you. Because I want to hear it in context. Because I think... Hearing it in context I have a better. sense it's it's probably a, an amazing artist. He is. He is an Not a child artist. molester? No, jury's no, out? We're not sure? Absolutely not. At least from what One I know. One of my heroes is a child molester. Who is that? Bill Cosby, uh, uh, but not for uh, the child molesting. No, and he's no longer. In fact, I can't even hear a Bill Cosby piece now. Good, without without being upset, like really upset, because yeah. I used to listen to him. How did we get here so quickly? I, I don't know how we got here. I used to listen to him. Like I, I used to study stand up comics. Right, and I, and I loved them. He was and one Bill of the Cosby was my top top one. Okay, so the follow up question to that is: Can you listen to Michael Jackson? I can't. Yes, and I can't. I, 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 I've asked myself that question. Because he settled out of court? Like, well, no, probably. Him, I don't know. They like, found him not I guilty don't... the first time, so it's all good. Oh, I see. Like, I it's like know. OJ. We're all good with OJ. No. no not really. No. no. <laughs> this conversation's going down in dark. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Champions League. Yeah, before. Uh, right, before. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, go. Real Madrid won 4-1. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Paul as our special guest. What did you make of the game? Didn't see the game. I'm going to go to the toilet. All, All right. right. So Paul's gone. It's around the corner. Okay. Yeah. Alex, what did you think of this game? Um, I, thought, I was disappointed at the, the dramatic scoreline at the end. I thought the game was going to be closer, which is what we saw in the first half. The mm. first half was exactly what I wanted. It was perfect. Juventus were right up there with Real Madrid. Mm. There was no disparity between the two teams. And all I know is that in the... Is that at halftime Zidane told his team to push further forward and be more aggressive? Yes, and and that makes sense because I was watching the first half and thinking Juve don't really have any pace, mm-hmm. at least not in the forwards. Why are Real Madrid sitting so deep? Mm-hmm. 
And so it made a massive difference in the second half. And apparently Juve had no answer for it. You know, there's a couple of things I want to touch base on with this game. I think you're spot on with your analysis. Thanks. And I was digging deeper for similar answers to the questions you just asked. Sounds like you were soul searching. I really was. (laughs) I really was. Um, And I found that both teams actually statistically stayed very close to each other until about the 60th minute of this game. And then that's when Real Madrid just just went up and Juventus went down. And I think that's what, you know, what can explain that is Juventus had a very old starting squad, age 30 and above, and Real Madrid had a lot of youth on them. And also, Cruz and Modric are going to outrun anyone in the middle. I'm going to slightly disagree with you on, on the impact of the age because this is a team that absolutely ruined every team that came in front of them. They had a youthful Monaco team that they completely just blitzed. Barcelona are younger, although, you know, Andre Gomes might be something that's one that we don't care about, but they had a younger team, yep. better players even, you could say, and they still rolled them over. I think what happened is they get back into the game, and Casemiro scores a deflected goal, and they get deflated. And after that, the, the floodgates opened from there. I, I, they were very even, both teams, as you said. Until, until that six, moment. Until, until that moment. And football... It's a game of momentum, as you like to say, a game of confidence, I like to say. After that goal went in, everything was done. And it's a deflection. You feel, def- you feel defeated after that, and there was no coming back from that. That's what happened in that game for me. Well, you could tell that Real were stepping it up a notch in moments before the goal. I think, you know, Ronaldo did get the official man of the match. Mm-hmm. You know, the popular prize, as you call it. But if you look at the stats, he got a higher match. I mean, sorry, Casemiro got mm-hmm. a higher match rating. And Casemiro was actually doing the Lord's work, completely, <laughs> completely stuffing out Iguain. You know, helping the defense, obviously, stuffing out Iguain, Iguain controlling the middle, yeah. and supporting Cruz and Modric. But remember, Iguain always stuffs himself in the final of any tournament. Okay, that guy okay. has never hang played on. before well and any after. Final hang of any on, tournament. hang on. Okay, his record in finals is absolutely horrendous. That's what I'm saying. But I, he didn't do anything wrong here. In fact, in first half he was excellent. Second he got an half, assist. He got an assist. Oh, that goal. Can you count that as an assist? Yes. Why? Because Mandzukic's goal was perfection. I get it. The whole team did well. You know why you count it as an assist? Why? Because it, it it because it's counted as an assist. No, but I don't want to because it was an overhead kick. It was beautiful. Like, he chested it and then he had to do everything himself after. Why do we care about who gave him the ball? That's what an assist is. I'm just going to let you... Are you guys really doing this with an overhead kick? Are you serious? I love assists. That's like telling me that with Rooney Shinner, you care about that Nani gave Pat across the ball. Nani did get an assist. But why do you care? Killing me. Paul, do you like assists? Love assists. Good. In in football context or otherwise? You know what? I'm kind of with Bernie on this. Thank you. Okay, Mandzukic gets his own assist. Are you happy? Yes. All right. Thank you. Fine. So Paul's anyway. word is final. <laughs> I think that's not what you're saying. I think that's what we'll have to do today. Um, all right. Anyway, that was a spectacular goal, and and yeah, you're right. They did get deflated after Casemiro's goal. Although I think his cheeks need deflating. Ooh. He actually looks like Alvin the Chipmunk. He looks like Dimitri Payet. Wow. That too. You're going there. Hey, he's going right there. Alex goes there all the time. I like wow. Alvin the Chipmunk. I like Casemiro. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I have said that he's going to be a great player for Madrid. Mm. Zidane, you know, let's talk a little bit about his management. We yeah, had, let's do that, Roche. We recently had Bernie's Throwdown Thursday article in which we, you know, asked a few questions about Zidane. Everyone chimed in with their opinions. Yes. And, you know, one of my paragraphs was absolutely ridiculed yes. by the Kosh. Yes. Um, 
And it was because I had said that Zidane is very mysterious. It's very hard to say that he's, you know, the greatest manager currently. He is the most mysterious. I agree with that. Because I, I still don't know how he operates. <laughs> I mean, he's... Do you? Yes. Okay, I mean, explain. Yes, he, his team plays a counter-attacking game. That's what they do. It's not a secret to anyone. That's how they play in the Champions League, how they play big games... And that's more indicative of their strategy as opposed to playing against Ibar and Las Palmas. It's not how they played in the final. Well, that's how they started in the, in the final. Half. They played so deep in the first half. They started off playing deep in the second half again, which was, I couldn't understand. And then they started pushing forward when they realized what Roche was talking about. That's how the guy plays. How he played last season as well when people said, well, Zidane was such a flair player. Why are they playing this way? So he has his way of playing. He's not such a mystery it's almost as if the position you played as a player doesn't necessarily dictate how you manage a team almost right, right. almost yeah, that well, yeah be, that's what it is well I mean that would be fascinating if he had that much influence over his players to do exactly as he said because it's actually very hard for their team to implement exactly what the manager tells them to do so either Real Madrid are exceptional players or Zidane is an exceptional manager I think that's the, a mystery I think they're, they're, the, the main point is that Zidane has influence that other Real Madrid managers haven't had so you know, Florentino Perez, we know, has far too much influence over team selection, over transfers, etc. Mm-hmm. Zidane is someone who has the cachet as a player and politically to make decisions that other Real Madrid managers weren't able to make, to bring youth players through, to use them, to drop star signings like James, mm-hmm. whereas Benitez tried to play Barcelona with James, Abel, Ronaldo, Benzema, all in the team, which obviously wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So Zidane just, he's the one person that kind of unites all factions at Real Madrid. And it makes me wonder, like, can we say Zidane is a great manager until we see him in another context? Well, is, well, is the setup at Real Madrid just so perfect because he is who he is and he is I where think, he is? I think, yes, it does work for Zidane and what he brings. But I think you also, we also need to put things into the proper context. When we talk about a manager and we don't know what they do, and like you said, maybe the players, look what he did with Cristiano Ronaldo this season. That is something that not one single manager that's come through Real Madrid has been able to do. Convince him to get highlights. Oh, oh, that. Well, he had that before. But think about this. The guy played 29 games only in La Liga. He scored 25 goals. He played a lot less minutes than he did the season before. And he said it. Um, There was an interview at the end of last season when they asked him, would you prefer if Ronaldo played less games? He said yes. The guy came with a plan, presented it to Ronaldo. He said, you need to play less because at the end of the season you're going to be better. It's exactly what the guy did. So he had a plan, he has a system, he has objectives, and he puts them out there. What more do we want to know about this guy? That's pure brilliance. On Nothing that, else. apparently he didn't even take Ronaldo to the, to the games that he, Ronaldo wasn't playing. He didn't come. He didn't even take him. He didn't travel. Didn't want to waste his time. Yeah. That's genius to me. Sure, that's great. What do you think, Paul? I'm being really nice. Keep <laughs> going. Um, yeah, so, I mean, let's talk about you know Juventus as well. Mm. They were chasing a treble. Mm. They fell short considerably. Mm-hmm. Where does this team go from here? Uh, well, I think they'll win Serie A next year. Well, I call that three seasons. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it five seasons. Ago. Five, ten seasons. Ago. Uh, I mean, it is an, it's an interesting summer for them in terms of recruitment because their squad is, despite this loss, their squad is extremely complete. Yes, there aren't many places to upgrade. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see what they try and do. They'll make some tweaks here and there, but I agree with you. Their squad is brilliant. Their squad depth is maybe the best in Europe. When you really look at second options and third options, even, they are so deep. They were better than they were. The team itself is better than the one that lost to Barcelona. Oh, yeah. The 4-1 scoreline does flatter Real Madrid. So I don't want to read too much into that. I, I, just, I just think 
they lost it once the second goal went in. They collapsed, and that's okay. Obviously, the red card had something to do with it as well. Um, are we gonna are we gonna talk Sergio about Sergio Ramos? Is a bit of a see you next Tuesday. Oh, he's a massive. Fully I'll, agree. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it that way. Fully I, agree. I, I don't like what I don't like the guy. I don't like I don't like what he did. It's a shame he's captain. Uh, I don't know. I won't go there. But I just, I think he's a bit overrated. But you you all know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Juventus where to go from here? They're not gonna win the Champions League. In the next couple of years, this was their best chance. I don't see them coming back. It's to me, it's not going to happen. Seven. So they've been in nine finals. They've won two. They've lost the last five. They've lost seven, seven finals in a row. So they're losers. I personally think they're losers. Well, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all relative. But they're they're good over two legs. They're not good in one. Two legs good, one leg bad. And you and and uh, a good representation of this. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? He just quoted an animal farm. <laughs> good, good, Alex. Like, he um, reads the, a good, <laughs> the times they're Orwellian. A good representation of that is, I mean, Barcelona crushed them in the 2015 final. Yeah. Juventus, you know, beat them over two legs very easily mm-hmm. this year. But they, you know, I mean, that shows maybe perhaps they're mm-hmm. good over two legs and not one. Sure. Maybe. I mean, I, th- I think the only thing we can guarantee that they'll do is, is probably like sign someone from Inter Milan who are restocking. You know, they always buy like the best player from... A challenging Yeah, game. but there's nothing at Inter Milan except for Icardi. So oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Ha- that's not going to happen. I never know. Yeah. That's what? a destabilization. <laughs> yeah. Purchase. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sad yeah, for Buffon? Uh, no. I mean, yeah, a little bit. But like, he, he's fetishized to a massive extent just because he's old. It's a bit annoying. And he's the most expensive goalkeeper, so people feel he needs to win something. Yeah, people tend to overlook that he's slightly fascist. And I wish they Is would. he? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get on to another political debate. <laughs> um, Buffon. Wait, wait, slightly fascist? Can yeah. you be slightly fascist? It's Is that like question. a little bit pregnant? There are de- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, like, it's like, you know, you don't... You don't <laughs> it's that stage where you don't want to tell everyone. But you know it yourself. Uh, all right. He, he's, made, he's made suggestions. I did not mm. know that. That changes a lot of things for me. Well, a little bit fashion. Mm. Yeah. Well, Buffon's a, a bit of an enigma for me in this game because, obviously, I mean, he's captain of the team. He's the oldest. And when the second goal Is went that in... how they do it? By age. <laughs> Go on. When the second goal went in, there was 60 minutes on the clock. Mm-hmm. Buffon looked like he'd lost the match already. And, you know, with 30 minutes left on the clock, you know, that kind of, that kind of flows through the rest of the team. Your captain's down. You just conceded goal. Yeah. You don't have any motivation to attack. And Juventus... Re- you know, they were done. They didn't have another chance after that. And, and that's exactly what I was saying. I, I think they got deflated by that goal, and it all crumbled from there. And that's okay. It, yeah. it happens. It's, maybe, it's maybe Buffon had something to do with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what would have been nice is if it was 2-1 to Real Madrid going into the last couple of minutes, and he came up for a header. That, that would have been <laughs> proper Champions League final scenes. But, mm-hmm. yeah. um, let's talk, let's talk uh, transfers. Okay. Let's, let's, there are only a couple. Pepe's gone to PSG. Don't care. Yeah, about Pepe Agreed. at all. At two million. Yeah, uh, can't even buy a house for two million in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, God, that's, what you're that's, saying is we should have banded together and taken a mortgage out on Pepe. On Pepe, exactly. <laughs> that, that's way too real right now. <laughs> way too real. Um, Antoine Griezmann is not going to Manchester United. Correct. Loyal, he, smart move by him. I think we talked about this last week, and I think as far as being. A douchebag. I mean, that would have been a douchebag move if he did leave considering their chance for... I was going to say travel ban, but their chance for ban. Um, so I agree that he should have stayed. Yeah, it's a, well, I mean, it's a, you know, a signing in a way for Atletico. 
mm-hmm. and maybe their chances of finishing in the top three again will be solidified now. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they'll manage that fairly comfortably. But, I mean, on the one hand, I mean, he said it would have been a dirty, dirty move, I think he called it, to mm-hmm. leave at the time. Yeah. On the other hand, he's a player, he's 26, your career's short, and it's the club's fault that they've got a transfer ban. Mm-hmm. He didn't go out and try and sign a 16-year-old by giving you know, their parent a house or something. Sure. It's not really on him. So, on the one hand, we see a lot of what we would call mercenary players who move around for money, etc. And, you know, people generally despise it. So, this looks like loyalty and people will enjoy it. But I'm not sure it is actually the right move for his career. Because, yeah, he'll finish third in, in La Liga. He won't win the Champions League. He's one of the best players in Europe, and he should be on the biggest stage. Alex, let me understand this. You are criticizing a player for not making a move for more money and more fame. And sticking the to... The money is, is to... Alex. What? Wow, this is a change I, I, I just want to get this on a record. This is why yeah. Alex is saying yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. And he's saying that isn't a mercenary thing to do. Well, he no, just, no, yeah, yeah, he's saying yeah. he should do the mercenary thing. I'm, I'm saying I don't wow. think he would be a mercenary for leaving now. I think he's put in his time at Atletico. He's played as well as he possibly can. He's been there for a few years. He's not leaving for the money at this stage. I just, you know, I think you have found out. <laughs> <laughs> We've also touched in, you know, in other pods about Simeone's future at Atletico. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there's something more going on behind the scenes that's bigger than Griezmann. It could be that Simeone has also decided to stay. At he has. Year. Most teams he has. He, there you go. He, he said he's going to stay for another year, at least at Simeone's new stadium. And I agree with you. Now, if Sim, if this travel, travel, my God, if this transfer ban, stop reading the news. I know it's a problem. <laughs> it's bad for you. This transfer ban actually, you know, it's been enacted, right? And Simeone left. I think he goes because he doesn't see a future for this team in any way. I agree. But Simeone's staying for sentimental reasons. They're moving to a new stadium. Leaving right now, he doesn't have to. Griezmann will still have a like a lot of clubs interested in him next year because he's 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 still young. Yeah. He's got, he's yeah. talented. He doesn't need to do this right now. So he can still be the good guy, give them another year, have his farewell next season, and all is good. So I think he, yeah. I think he did a good job PR-wise. Fair enough. PR-wise, yeah. yeah. Um, Any other transfers? Who, who do United get now? Oh. Zlatan's not staying. Uh, I don't know. Who's your backup? Lacazette? Well, there was a, I mean, a whole domino effect of transfers that were you know, going to happen. Uh, Griezmann to United, Morata to AC Milan. And now I think that there's going to be a more of a lineup for Morata mm-hmm. and, you know, Lukaku and... That's probably true. Who else, who else are the number well, nines in well, today's game? Well, might be going to PSG, and I think United are missing a trick by not pursuing that angle, personally. By who? Aubameyang. He's oh. going to PSG, Oh, you love Aubameyang. I, I he's the best striker in the no, world. No, that was out of context. Okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to deny I ever said that, even though it's on record. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Honestly, I think United should go for one of those guys, and we'll see who they go for. Mohamed will be upset if we don't mention uh, Riyad Mahrez rumors to Arsenal. Oh, for God's sake. And I think it's rubbish. You think it's rubbish? I think it's rubbish. No, No. I mean, it's not rubbish. Arsene Wenger said he's a player he's interested. He's admitted it as much. But then, you know, he he talks a lot. Yeah, he's been interested in a lot of players that he hasn't signed. Yeah. Hasn't he? Michael Carrick. Yeah, Wenger just said he wished he signed. How many of the, there's an amazing first eleven of players that Arsene Wenger did not sign? It's, it goes, a, it goes well a, beyond eleven. That is a very good article idea, Bernie. Yeah, you're giving. Mohanes should do it. Yes, just, just so he can it. cry. It yes. goes well beyond eleven. I'm just saying. Like yeah. there's a whole squad. 
But there are some teams out there who have taken care of transfer business early. Man City have been splashing the cash, trying to buy up Monaco's youth team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that only makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, um, and, you know, how I feel about Guardiola, I feel like he's not what he seems to be. We're not getting into that. And, we're absolutely uh, not. Obviously, <laughs> I think he's just putting himself in the spotlight to fail. And I'd love to see this that happen. This is really trolling at this point. Yeah. At this, and you know I don't really think that Guardiola is the best manager in the world, but this is even too much for I'm, me. I'm not taking the bait. Yeah, um, don't, don't do it. Anyone, uh, okay. anyone who tries to curb creativity fails. Who does you have to let creativity express itself. Whose creativity is he curbing? Guardiola. His tactic is to play like a robot. I'm not... Look, Bernie, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to bring Paul in just for a second. Any thoughts? Tweet under the, the cash. <laughs> not on that subject. Um, Brighton and Hove Albion have signed Matt Ryan from Valencia. Their first summer signing is a goalkeeper. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. I really like Stockdale, who was already there. Not really sure why this is the, the place for them to make their investment uh, so quickly. Makes me think that there's there's been a relationship or a uh, an understanding or a deal that was done even before they went up. Mm-hmm. So Possibly I true. don't I don't really get it. It might just be a marketing move in Australia. Right. I don't right. know the blue and white striped kits. Yep. The Amex Stadium. There's a lot of marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, any other transfer rumors quickly? or um, Real quick, let's go to Moomoo of the Week, and it's a special one. Oh, okay. All right, let's do it. I be Moomoo. One thing where I know, Sha, Moomoo no fit sleep forever. One day, Moomoo go wake up. So welcome back to another segment of Moomoo of the Week. And just to recap, a Moomoo... Nigerian Pigeon English for stupid fool who does dumb things. <laughs> Putting those all, all of those things together and we talk about people who do dumb things off the pitch of football because it's more interesting. Um, this week, we have one Mumu, one Mumu alone. Uh, Tony Adams. I think he's been ramping up. He's been saying some crazy things about Arsene Wenger recently, but today was it for me. Well, the, the thing is he's brought a book out, right? And it's being serialized in one of the rubbish papers... Uh, I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, and so every week we get fresh, bizarre... So he could be on here every week. Yeah, yeah potentially. Okay. Like right. Allardyce and Moyes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. but this week did top it. Yeah, so what he said, he said that if he was either in Arsene Wenger's office, maybe he would have assaulted him for signing uh, Meza Ozil for $40 million in st- Because he said Jack Wilshere's at the club, why would you sign... Mesut Ozil for forty million. He also said Jack Wilshere is as good as, if not better, or something. And he said something along those lines. And I, 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 I'm lost for words. So I mean, the, the the first thing is that you have to be on the pitch to be as good as Mesut Ozil for a start. Yeah. To have any chance. Yeah. Mm. And maybe not at Bournemouth on loan. Yeah. And so Mohamed tweeted this today, and he said. Uh, something about uh, it doesn't really make sense because uh, there isn't. It's, Arsene Wenger's office is not wheelchair accessible. <laughs> and, and Wilshire, wheelchair accessible? It's not wheel, wheelchair accessible. Oh, okay. But now that you put it that way, I that thought it was really funny. Yeah, okay. And I, don't, I didn't know if I should laugh or cry. But you laughed. <laughs> and cried laughing. <laughs> Just like the emoji. Yeah. So, Tony Adams, absolute ridiculous person, I feel. And I think he's tarnished his 
legacy at Arsenal. With, you know, he, he won. The, he was a first, he, he was a double winning captain. He's yeah. now just a piece of shit. Honestly, he'll be the first to get sacked in the new season. He's been the first to get sacked everywhere. Yeah, he's already been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to take his career to Azerbaijan. Didn't so. he get sacked in Azerbaijan? No, he got moved on. But that's uh, that's just about as certain as you know Juventus winning the league next year. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do more more. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So, staying close to home, mm. Tony, Toronto FC got murdered. Do you want another bit? <sighs> Not too many. <laughs> they got murdered 3 0 by a New England Revolution. I think murdered is generous. Mm. Okay, fine. They got beaten 3 0. Better. Right. They, they had. I, I say that because they had a number of chances before New England scored. Like they looked. You know, I've only seen highlights, but they looked. All of the first highlights were Toronto FC nearly scoring. I mean, really, very editing. nearly scoring. It could be good, good editing. It could be. Well, this is one of those games that uh, you know New England got the early goal first. TFC hit the bar twice after that. Could have been up two one, but they weren't. They were still down one 0 Continued trying to apply apply the pressure. Mm-hmm. And got caught on the break for the second goal. And the third goal was the icing on the kick. So, while 3-0 might be a flattering scoreline, mm-hmm. TFC, you know, they won their, their last two games 5-0 and 4-0. Yeah. This is definitely a minor blip. They, they were they were due a loss, to be fair. I mean, they've been on an incredible run of form. Yeah. And yeah. they haven't lost in a long time. And really, the, the most interesting thing about this game, to me, from a Toronto FC perspective, was Raheem Edwards in a floating forward role. You like that. It's weird because Raheem Edwards is a left back and he does exactly what he's supposed to do as a left back. Mm -hmm. But now I think Greg Vanny has put him on the right in a right wing position. Mm -hmm. And he's had so many assists from that right wing position crossing Mm -hmm. into the box, hitting in swingers. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I like what I see. I just like Raheem Edwards. What can I say? He's a good player. He's He's a a very good player. And, And I'm happy that a player that you like is doing well. I don't have a good track record, so now I don't. I say I don't like any players. That's fair. So um, I'm happy for you, Rache, and I, I'm jealous. Please name the players that you have liked in the past. Can we, can, we not, are we, can we not do this? Okay, fine. <clears throat> Soldado. Soldado, I thought, would be the top scorer in the Premier League. That was rubbish. <laughs> Shinji Kagawa. Shinji Kag- no, but he's so likable, though. Shinji Kagawa. Anyway, let's, we'll stick to MLS. I liked guys like Sebastian Giovinco. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and that hasn't turned out well. That turned out great. That up and cover. Yeah. So the the only thing I say about it is he's performed very very well at left wing back, at right wing back. The free role for a young player is a bit. I don't know. I, I think the discipline of knowing exactly what your job is is probably good. So you want him to focus, yeah. and not express himself. You're you you're weird this today. This is so anti Alex. I'm not saying don't Creativity. express yourself. I'm saying yeah. express yourself within. A role whereby you know what his duties yeah. are mm-hmm. for a young player who's just coming to the team to be given the kind of the Javinko role. I don't know. It's you a know, bit, this, it's a bit this, much in terms of responsibility. And, and we could make the argument that Vanny is in a, in a way being pragmatic and using this as a throwaway fixture because TFC have to, you know got a significant gap over the second place team, mm. and they're probably gonna continue building on that gap in future games when Altador comes back and Giovinko comes back. So this was a game to maybe experiment with uh, Raheem Edwards. They can make their argument. But he did, he did okay there. Yeah, he's, he's a decent player. Right. So we'll see how he does. And Vanny, obviously, we have also made the point in recent podcasts <laughs> that Vanny did the 3-5-2 before Conte. 
Uh, Which is actually completely um, I didn't make that point because no, Conte was doing that. Juventus okay. before yeah, yeah. Fanny was a was a thing. Yes, caveat: it was complete bollocks. <laughs> Fair. Um, another thing that's complete bollocks. Uh, not not the country, but Qatar's World Cup day well. was bollocks back then. So now there we, there are some issues, and FIFA had to make a response. Mm. We won't get into the, the diplomacy of everything, but. Um, there is a question out there, Paul. I'll, I'll let you ask it since you you brought I'm it up. I'm awful. Okay, Paul. So I, said, uh, I said uh, if it comes to pass. And by the way, I have a thousand dollar bet with somebody that the the World Cup won't occur in Qatar mm-hmm. from three years you ago. Actually, have a thousand dollars on that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm doing a fist bump. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, now it comes to pass that uh, all these Middle Eastern nations are um, exercising some sort of diplomatic um, sanctions against Qatar. Mm-hmm. And so the question I have is, is if, and I don't really understand the underpinning of that, but it seems like Qatar is being accused of some dastardly deeds. Mm-hmm. Funding terrorism. Um and uh, so, so, if the question, yeah, that was always there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if FIFA has to make a difficult decision and um, take the games away, mm-hmm. where might a good landing place be for the twenty twenty two Olympics? Let's do a good old round table. Um, Roche, where do you think? Who do you? Which country do you think should take it over if that were to be the case? Well, since Russia is doing twenty eighteen, we can rule them out. Thankfully, thank God. As candidates, um, <laughs> but I think England is long overdue mm-hmm. hosting the World Cup, and I think they're like prime candidates to host the World Cup. They have great pitches, they have good stadiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd say England. Why not? That's, that's a good the one. UK, England, Wales, you know, whatever, whatever you want. I was gonna say that, but Alex, why don't you? I, I mean, I, the options are, are quite. I mean, yeah, England. It's been a long time, although they did, they had the Euros in '96. Jeremy Corbyn's a, a massive football fan, so that might help if he gets elected. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Um, Canada and the US. I mean, if Canada and the US are in a position to do it, and Mexico, sorry, in 2026, could they do it in 2022? Paul, do you think that's feasible? Uh, I'd like to see us stay the course and, and continue to, to go after 2026. Um, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm in the England camp, or at least... Someplace like Germany. I deeply regret not going to Germany for that World Cup. Mm-hmm. I think that would, would have been just the, the ideal, right? Great venues, great cities, great people, great infrastructure. All those venues within a few hours of one another. Um, for the supporter, unbelievable situation. So I'd love to see, um, I'd love to see it in Europe. And I'd love to see, yeah, I, I think England provides the, the, um, the, the optimum experience. Mm-hmm. My original answer was going to be England, but well, now you guys have said so I have to pick something else just to upset the apple cart. So I think Spain and Portugal could be interesting. They already have the stadia. It's not too much that they don't lack as far as infrastructure that would be necessary for a World Cup. And I think, you know, the, the, the football culture there is great, just like in England. Spain and Portugal, for me, could do a joint hosting. Or you go wild card. New Zealand, Samoa, American Samoa, Fiji. Australia, Ooh, well, Australia. Australia's in a different. Australia's in oh. the Asian region. But could they not come together for at Can't least? Be in Asia. Oh, so they're that. Let me that technical about it. I have, a, I have a question though about about the New Zealand bid. Uh-huh. This, this hypothetical <laughs> New yeah. Zealand bid. Yeah. Given the US is out of the Paris Climate Accord, will New Zealand <laughs> exist? 
in 2020. <laughs> wow. No, New Zealand will exist last because we're not going down because of climate change. We're going down because of nuclear. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That changed yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah I don't know. Where, where else? Any, anywhere? Um, let's see what people say on Twitter if they decide they want to jump in on this conversation. Okay. Um, the Mongolians haven't had it. I don't think they have stadiums. To be honest, Nigeria hasn't had it. So oh. corruption aside, I'm all good for it hosted in my home country. <laughs> you can do it in India as well. You just have to, you know, convert the cricket stadiums into soccer stadiums. <laughs> and there we go. Should have unofficial 100,000 seater stadiums. <laughs> and in the interest of Mohammed, we'll say Egypt should uh, throw their hat in there as well, just to show our international nature. And sure. on, on that note, um, I think we're done for this. We'll week. leave it there. For downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.